0: Judge Janine Piro. She's the outspoken host. Judge Janine Piro is dominating
1: the headlines right now. Tunnel to Towers Foundation presents the Judge Janine Pirro Show. Now here's Judge Janine Pirro.
2: Welcome, everyone, and good morning, and welcome to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. I hope everybody's enjoying their day so far. It's a wonderful day here in New York City, but I got to tell you, it's kind of cool. I just came back from a book tour, so if you'll forgive me, my voice is a little hoarse. I went to California, Arizona, uh Texas. Florida then back to New York in four days and I think I did three events a day and uh, but I'm back and thrilled to be with you and as always I am armed and ready to serve justice with all my great listeners here on the Red Apple Audio Network and I got to tell you it was great uh, being in you know, in different states across the country, talking about my new book that just came out, Crimes Against America, which is so relevant to our show because it's about the left's takedown of our republic. And notice I said republic and not democracy because we are a republic. Uh, and, uh, hearing from people all over the country who were so distressed, so disappointed. I mean, lines of people at Barnes and Noble's bookstores and at various events and And actually, I went to a gun store. That was pretty exciting, too. And uh, I went to Turning Point USA, Charlie Kirk, that great organization he's got out there in Arizona. But I got to tell you, it's hot as ever in Arizona. But, uh, you know, I always like to start the show and talk to you about what's happened in America this week. So in in, in addition to looking forward, it's just kind of get a sense of where we are, which is really what my book, Crimes Against America, is all about. It's like where we are. Let's catch up and figure out where we are and why we're here. So uh, last weekend, of course, was Memorial Day weekend. And uh, the good news is, uh, for those of us in New York, we had some great weather Uh, And it was sunny and hopefully time to crack out that barbecue and, uh, you know, call friends over and enjoy each other's company. But uh, in other places across the country, it was Memorial Day mayhem Uh, in Chicago. You know, they just elected a new mayor over there, Brandon Johnson. They replaced that uh, nut job, Lori Lightfoot, who seems to have gotten religion and figured out that the biggest problem she had was crime that, you know, she... Didn't really see as a problem, you know, it was a perception issue. So we get this new left-wing mayor, they do in Chicago, and uh, <laughs> you're going to love this. He decides to send out yellow-vested peacekeepers, and he said that they will stop the carnage. Now these peacekeepers, I think seven hundred. Uh, uh, I think there were thirty of them, right? Uh, there, there were three. There are three million people in Chicago. Okay, so thirty peacekeepers are sent out to provide essential uh, uh, assistance and de-escalation, conflict resolution, and crisis support. That's what the left wants, right? The left wants to make sure that, you know, we can peacefully take down these gangs and all this illegal activity and all of the criminals who are emboldened by the leftist social justice nonsense. And guess what? One of the peacekeepers was arrested for being a criminal himself. So, uh, but the, 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 the final thought on Chicago and the peacekeepers and this lunatic concept by the left is that they had the worst violence on a Memorial Day weekend, the deadliest that the city saw in eight years, Okay. So we keep – and that's why it's important to go over the week. We have to realize that what is going on and the efforts by the left and all their talking the talk is nonsense because people are being killed. People are being injured. People are being shot. And this idea of you know police defunding and all that, and sending out violence interrupters, is a is a joke. It's a damn joke. And the uh, the proof is in the pudding. And of course, youth violence spilled out in other parts of the country. Uh, Chicago shootings. There were, by the way, fifty three shot, eleven fatally uh, shot and killed. Uh, and it goes it goes across the country, and folks, this is going to continue until we start to get a grip on the reality: is that you have to have consequences, you have to have bail, you have to have prosecutors who know what they're doing and are not George Soros-funded uh, uh, elitists, or uh, I don't know why they call them elitists. I think they're they're you know they're they're brainless but uh that's just one concept and of course the illegal immigration continues in full force in the united states uh and right now uh in new york city i just saw that uh i don't know the bathroom exploded or the plumbing exploded in a in a new york city jail that was repurposed to have the uh illegals go in there and this is a joke and across the country folks i can tell you that people are truly angry about having to fund pay for the education and I met a former chief of uh, customs and border patrol when I was in Arizona and he came up to me I was signing my book crimes against America and he said to me Janine all we're doing is changing diapers and moving kids from one place to the other he said I had to he I had to quit he said I couldn't get up every day and do it imagine you have your life's passion and you're committed to that and then you quit because they won't let you do your job. That is a real sad commentary. So we're going to be talking about a lot of this this morning. Uh, I'm going to be speaking with a real firecracker. You're going to love her. Her name is uh, Tommy Laren. She's a Fox News contributor. She's without kick. And after that, I'm going to be joined by radio and television host Brian Kilmeade. Uh, We're going to be talking about uh, the fact that the grand jury in the uh, Danny Penny case has already started hearing testimony. Danny Penny, of course, the former Marine. Uh, who was charged by the George Soros funded prosecutor Alvin Bragg uh, with manslaughter? And uh, we will get into what is going on in that case as a grand jury considers evidence against this former Marine who's been called a hero uh, by uh, many of the people on that moving underground locked subway car. Where they were uh, actually attacked by an individual who's being made out to be, oh, just another Michael Jackson impersonator who instead was a mentally ill. schizophrenic in the middle of a psychotic episode so we're going to get to all those topics and break it all down for you here on the judge janine tunnel to towers foundation show and i want you to never forget that's the commitment we made on 9-11 honor it by donating eleven dollars a month to the tunnel to towers foundation at t2t.org that's t the number two dot org and don't forget uh, I will be speaking next with Fox News contributor Tommy Lahren. I'm going to talk to her about immigration. Tommy has some very strong thoughts about that. Coming up right here on the Red Apple Audio Network.
1: It's the Judge Janine Show. This is the Judge Janine Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Piro.
2: Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Now, I am very excited to introduce you to our next guest. Uh, she is the host of the Evening Opinion Show. Tommy Laren is fearless on Outkick.com, which features her signature bold takes on trending culture stories. Please join me in welcoming Tommy Laren to the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Now, I'm not going to waste a lot of time, folks, telling you about Tommy. Many of you already know who she is. I've been a fan of Tommy since uh, she first came out on the scene. Uh, she serves as a host, as I said, of that fearless on Outkick Uh, And it's her bold take on trending culture stories that uh, are uh, getting attention across the country. She's also a Fox News media contributor. So I'm going to bring her around right now. I don't want to waste any time. All right, Tommy, how are you? Uh, Judge, it's always great to talk to you. As you know, you are my favorite person at twelve (laughs) eleven at Fox News, so I'm always honored to join you. Well, listen, the the thrill is going to be for my listeners. All right, let's hit it, Tommy. Now, um, uh, this week I was on my book tour, uh, Crimes Against America. I got to send you a copy of it. Uh, But, you know, I listened to everyone across the country as I went to like five states in four days, and everyone is very concerned about Joe Biden and his mental health. And, you know, this week – we saw him fall down, uh, and, you know, it, it was, and I, I don't want to be, you know, a critical. I mean, it was a very sad situation. People slip downstairs. He slips upstairs. Uh, uh, president's trip down then. But if this man gets reelected, um, you know, his physical condition is so poor that we're going to be holding our breath for the next six years to make sure he makes it. I mean, is this is this elder abuse? I mean, think about it. Does, should this guy be running for president? And why is he doing it?
3: Yeah, again, I'm wondering where his family members are. You know, we know that the Democrats want Joe because he has been a faithful puppet for them. I mean, you ask any Democrat, and they're just so excited because he's been able to get through the radical agenda. They don't care if he can't get through a sentence or walk across the stage. (laughs) But I'm wondering about his family members, Judge, because— we have family members. I have elderly people in my family. I would never stand back and watch them put themselves through that humiliation. And yeah. you look at Jill Biden. You know, when Joe was stumbling and falling across the stage, where was she? She was attending a, a royal wedding of some sort.
2: I mean, yep. where is she? Saudi why Arabia, did she not care about her husband? Yep, yep. And you know what, Tommy? I, that, that's my take completely. I mean, to me, it's, it is endangering the welfare of a senior citizen. He clearly is not up to the job. And it really is a sad situation. Um, and he's got to feel terrible uh, that, that, you know, he's always, you know, he says he got sandbag. I think that was the quote that he had. But it's it's a scenario where the left is, they're still bullish on this guy. You and I both know 70% of the country doesn't want him to run. But why are the Democrats, Tommy Laren, so fearful of coming out and saying, this has to go, this guy can't do this? Well, I think they're worried about endangering the radical agenda that they want to
3: push through in the next couple of years. So they have to sit back and pretend that the man is coherent and he's doing a great job. But the American people, whether you're on the left or the right, Democrat, Republican, I don't care if you are going to vote for Joe Biden again in 2024. You are voting for Kamala Harris. So if you're comfortable with that, then okay. But she's got even lower approval ratings than he does. So it really doesn't bode well for the Democrats. But that's just the honest point that we need to be making here is if you're not confident in Joe you better be confident in Kamala because that's what you're going to get.
2: And by the way those Tommy Laren those lower lower approval ratings that Kamala has I mean she earned those approval ratings. And you know Tommy look you are fearless you know I've been I've been out there and I've been a crusader for, uh, for a long time. And the idea Tommy Laren of having someone a woman vice president who is so inept who is so unable to do the job, who just giggles her way through. I don't know if every hour is five o'clock in her life. I don't know what it is, what she's doing, but I got to tell you, it is such a waste for the young women in this country to look, do you look up to her? Because women would, would, would do anything to have that position, to be in a position to influence the agenda, to help other women, to make sure that women are respected. And, you know, here we have this woman who's incapable of speaking and who has a mass exodus from her office because of her toxic workplace and yet she is a fall away. I think it was one of the articles that I read. She is literally a fall away from becoming president. Joe Biden falls one more time in a way that is isn't is extremely Dangerous. She is the president.
3: Yeah. And what worries me about Kamala most is that she's had a couple of years to at least make an attempt. And she. <laughs> She is so indulgent and so, in my opinion, just so full of herself that she doesn't even want to try. I mean, she could tackle some of the many issues that she's been tasked with. And even if she failed, at least she would have made an effort. But she does nothing. She goes to yarn shops and cookie stores and she posts selfies and she makes word salads every time she speaks. But that's really about it. She's there for the photo op. She hasn't even tried even tried to fail. I mean, she just sits back and fails by omission. And that, to me, as a woman, as somebody who's looking at somebody who's serving a historic role, that's insulting to me.
2: Well, it is insulting. And, you know, you wonder, Tommy, look, you look at these Democrats, Tommy Laren, and you say to yourself, they know they're looking at the same mess that you and I are looking at. And yet they, they, this, it's this gaslighting. No, Joe's a great president. I have Democrats who say Joe Biden's a great president. Look at what he's done. And I say, what has he done? He got America out of COVID. He's got this, that, and the other thing. And, you know, you want to look at your Democrat friends and say, who who have not, on- you if that's that's the case, because the inclusive Democrats, I mean, they hate us on the right. Joe Biden is nothing more than a divisive president who who destroys and talks down Republicans and 75 million of them. But, you know, do they really believe this? They can't. So I say to myself, who is running the White House? Who is coming out and saying, oh, the, the president didn't mean that? I mean, who's the group back there?
3: I don't know. I mean, it's certainly a shadow <laughs> presidency, but I do believe that Democrats behind closed doors are scheming and they're plotting, and I don't think they want Joe in 2024, and I don't think they want Kamala in 2024. I think what they're positioning themselves to do, and I've been saying this for a few months now, and I know it sounds crazy, but I really think this is going to happen. I think if it looks like Rhonda Sanders is going to be our nominee, mm-hmm. I think they will be too terrified to put Joe up, and I think that they're going to put Gavin Newsom in there. I just stand by it. The man has been going around the country, electioneering, Mm -hmm. taking shots at red states. And it, he wouldn't be doing that if he just wanted to be the governor of California. And I don't think he's positioning himself for a future run. I think he's getting ready for 2024.
2: Well, I think you're right, Tommy Lahren, on that. And, you know, uh, the, the the picture that I remember is when Joe Biden was somewhere, he wasn't in the White House, and Gavin Newsom you know, has his jacket thrown over his shoulder coming out there uh, of the White House. And you say to yourself, you know, this guy is all theater. This guy has the nerve, the absolute audacity to criticize Ron DeSantis. And he's got a state where San Francisco is 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 turning into a hellhole. One of the most beautiful cities for crime, uh, open drug markets. Uh, and you've got you've got Los Angeles with a, a DA George Gascone, who who Gavin Newsom could clearly take right out of that office and start fighting on behalf of crime victims. But instead, he's trashing uh, Ron DeSantis. I think you make a very good point, Tommy Laren. I don't think there's any question other than he's getting ready. And you know. Uh, uh, scooter, there. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the uh, 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 transportation Buttigieg, I mean, <laughs> he thinks he's ready. He, this guy can't run the small town he came from. And then you've got Kamala, so he seems to be the one. Although I don't know. What do you think of? What do you think of Bobby Kennedy Jr., uh, who's got twenty percent? That's how bad Joe
3: is. (laughs) I mean, You know, again, I like to see competition. I wish we could have Democratic debates. I I wish Joe would put himself in that situation to have to answer questions to his voters as we're going to see on that Republican stage. I mean, there is no Republican that would refuse to debate. There's no Republican that wouldn't go on that stage and argue ideas. I don't know why Joe thinks he's too good. um, And his team clearly doesn't have confidence in him. So why should we? But I, I think that unless the Democrat Party decides who they're going to anoint if it's not joe Mm -hmm. i don't think anyone's going to have a chance we know how the democrats work right you know bernie when he was doing so well they threw him under the bus they made sure he wasn't the nominee so they have to really hand select someone over on that side so i think if it's not joe i really do think it's going to be gavin
2: yeah, I I happen to agree with you, Tommy Laren, And real fast, because I only have a little time here, I'm going to throw this out there. You know, the Durham report made it clear that not only did Hillary Clinton make up the Russia collusion hoax, she paid for it through the uh, dossier and the Perkins Coy, but she told both the sitting president, Barack Obama, and a future president, Joe Biden, what she was doing. She created the uh, Russia collusion hoax so that she could get the press off the email scandal. Now, she came out, I think it was about 10 days ago, and she says, you know, age is an issue for Joe. And Tommy Lahren, I couldn't help but think she's saying, I'm here. I'm here, everybody. Hillary's here. I'm going to come to the rescue. The woman should be in jail as far as I'm concerned. But, you know, maybe I'm wrong are well, your final thoughts there, Tommy Lahren. Well, yes, Hillary should be in jail.
3: The fact that she keeps escaping it, I mean, she is the Houdini of politics. But I thought the exact same thing, Judge. When I heard her say that, oh, you know, we got to take Joe's age into question, I thought to
2: myself, this woman really thinks she still has a chance. Yeah, uh, she does Hillary think she has a chance. And never underestimate her. Tommy Laren, we love you. Thanks so much for joining us. And everyone, never forget, join Tunnel to Towers in its mission to do good in honor of America's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's 2, the number 2, T.org.
1: This is the Judge Janine Show. Now here's Judge Janine Piro.
2: All right everyone, welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Joining us now is a pal of mine, everybody. You all know him well. He's a radio and television host. Uh, he's smart as heck. And uh, today we're having a great show because we just had Tommy Laren, And now you're going to be uh, thrilled to hear from Brian Kilmeade, uh, who also takes no prisoners. Brian, of course, is the co-host of Fox News' Fox & Friends, uh, you know, weekdays, 6 to 9, along with Steve Ducey and Ainsley Earhart and uh, Earhart, listen to me, and the host of One Nation with Brian Kilmeade. Saturday nights at 8 to 9. Uh, and, uh, Brian, I'm thrilled to have you on, so uh, let's hit it. How are you today?
0: I'm doing good. Don't forget the best plug of all. I'm yes. on WABC from 10 to noon
2: 10 every to day. noon. Well, oh, well I'm going to get my uh, slaps for that one. I want to thank you for that. And, <laughs> listen, i got to be on your show. I was going across the country in my, uh, on right my now. book tour with Crimes Against America, but we'll talk about that later. So we'll slap back. Now,
0: well, we tried to book you this weekend, but you're already on tour. Yeah, so to wait on till tour. Next
2: you know what? I'm still on tour. I feel like I'm still spinning, Brian. You know the deal. <laughs> you yeah. know what it's like. All right. Let's talk about what's going on. So today, I mean, I'm looking at the Wall Street Journal and it says that Zelensky's counteroffensive. He says we are ready. Now, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because it doesn't really affect everybody the way uh, it affects them over there. Why are we still involved in this conflict over there?
0: Judge, I think it's I think it's extremely important. I think it's absolutely in our interest. And the reason why these questions keep coming up is because this administration has done nothing to explain and answer that question to people with three jobs and three kids who are going 100 miles an hour. And to me, if we lose, if Ukraine loses there, we lose there. Russia wins there. China wins there. They, these guys got to be stopped. We got two major enemies, China and Russia. Right. We're China with a big C, Russia with a little R. But right. they are fully supportive. They're allowed to take this country. They are going to take more. Their influence will grow. People, uh, these borderline countries will say, I'm gonna be, uh, I want to be with a winner. I want to be with a winner. And they're going to leave us in the dust. And I'm telling you right now, this offensive, right now, they control, Russia controls 17% of the country. If this offensive is successful as it should be, because Russia is falling apart before our eyes. Mercenary groups popping up to compete with their, their regular army. Can you imagine what a disaster this is?
1: Well. And
0: If they're if they're they're going to start taking back their country and you can't talk peace unless you get your country back.
2: Yeah. Well, here's the thing, Brian. You know, you're worried about China with a big C, as you call it. Brian, kill me to everyone. If you don't recognize his voice, here's my concern. You know what? Why don't you deal with China uh, in this country? Why are we letting a spy craft go across the United States and hover over intercontinental ballistic missile sites? Why are we buying lithium batteries from China, allowing them to build coal plants, shutting down ours? Well, we breathe the same air. It's not like there's a big wall up in the environment that says China air not allowed in the United States. Why are we in putting ourselves we need on both. one knee to China and the other knee to OPEC? I mean, well, you know,
0: so we, I, we, we need to do both. And we should, and any other administration would be able to do both. But this administration, again, is supplying Ukraine inadequately. They're too slow on everything. Forty-two thousand civilians have Ukrainian civilians have died, and not much of which is because unnecessarily because we have taken our time okay. getting Ukraine the weapons we eventually give them.
2: Yeah, I know. Well, we should have given them the weapons when they were lined up on the on the uh, on the border there. But you know, let's just move on now. Um You've got Joe Biden. Uh, I was was on my book tour for Crimes Against America, and I, I see someone says, it shows me that Joe Biden falls down at some graduation. Next thing I know, within an hour or two, he hits his head on Marine One. If this guy gets elected again, if the left has their way and they're gaslighting us the whole way, I mean, we're going to be holding our breaths for the next six years to make sure this guy survives. Is his family not taking him into consideration, his health and well-being? They have put him out there. I mean, do they need the money that badly? It's
0: unbelievable. I mean, how they how Jill could say, yeah, it's fine for another four years, guys. He's an old he's an old age. I mean, you look at Senator Grassley. Yeah. Senator Grassley's older. And Senator Grassley is going to 60 counties in Iowa. You know, Trump, I don't care if people love him or hate him. Nobody thinks that he is losing a step. That's him. So even though he's two years old, I don't see any difference. You watched him with Sean the other night. It's the way he's acting. The guy clearly can't do the job. I talked to someone involved in those negotiations on the debt ceiling. He says sometimes he's really on top of it. And other times he is totally out of it. Just standing there in in oblivion. Think about that. In the White House, we have a president...
2: They can't function 12 hours a day. I mean, in what country does that work? Well, you know, not only that, he calls the lid at 12 hours. I mean, he calls the lid at 10 a.m. You know, it's like he's not making it today. He's not with it. And, look, who knows what they have to do to get him in the in the mode where he's able to actually articulate something. But the thing that concerns me is if he can't come out of a press conference, Brian Kilmeade, or get through a press conference to talk about what he just said with the world leader, what the heck is he doing in the meeting with the world leader? I mean, they've got to be laughing their tails off. Off at us, And you know what? It's not even political. I mean, my God, if a Republican president were like that, we'd all have to say, but they cover it up and they cover it up. And uh, it's like, you know, don't worry about it. And I, I just am so losing faith in the people who are running this country. And, you know, Ronnie Jackson, former doctor for Trump and Obama, he says the White I House is, is engaging in malpractice and allowing Biden to seek reelection mentally and physically. He's not fit.
0: You know, I just wonder, I mean, remember Pat Buchanan, Bush 41, was in office. He ran against him. You know, Ted Kennedy ran against Jimmy Carter. He's like, this guy's been terrible. I think I could do better. He ran against him. Uh, You know, Bernie Sanders was going against the establishment, against Hillary Clinton. Um, You know, Al Gore had Bill Bradley. Remember, Bill Bradley was supposed to be a shoe in Even Mm -hmm. Michael Jordan stopped being apolitical and started supporting him, ran against him. So where is the governor of Kentucky who, you know, whatever you think, for Democrats, he's looked at as a rising star. The governor, Jared Polis in Colorado, is a moderate. Some people think he's electable. Gavin Newsom looks the bar, but awful. But you think he's ambitious. Uh, where's the governor of Illinois? He just said, hey, listen, I could do a better job. I don't understand what who's got pictures of who that keeps these people from <laughs> taking on the current president.
2: OK, Brian, kill me. Um, you know, the uh, – Let's just go to the border. Now, Joe Biden... Apparently, mumbled recently to the press that the border was much better than you all expected. I mean, I could see him with those eyes, like just staring. It's like there's, there's a focus, but there's nothing behind the focus. I mean, and then, and then, you know, now we've got, uh, what? Two, two people died uh, in the last couple of days. Uh, we've got the plumbing exploding in New York City. Uh, we finally got the uh, illegal males out of the uh, gyms in the schools. I mean, and th- that is to me that. that. That is something that is that is totally unacceptable to have these males about whom we know nothing next to our schools or in our school gyms. What say you?
0: Well, it's a joke. They're converting a Harlem vacated prison into uh, the 158th, 158th uh, illegal immigrant center, 158th. We're paying for all of this. We've already lost so many tax dollars because so many people left New York State. And then, fact is, now we have to put all this other money uh, into people that don't belong here. And at wow. the time, at the, same, at the same time, Suffolk County is suing the state to not allow illegal immigrants to come here. The SUNY colleges at Stony Brook uh, and Old Westbury are now suing to the people there are suing the SUNY system and which is the state not mm-hmm. to allow them in their dorms because they have no idea who they are, and there's people taking summer going to summer school and. What have you? Oh, my so gosh. So, New York
2: suing each other. All right. Brian kill me. stop. So now you're saying that the illegals are being placed in the dorms at the state universities?
0: or the And the gyms.
2: Oh, my gosh. Yeah.
0: yeah Suffolk, uh, Suffolk, excuse me, Sullivan County Community College as well. Uh, and with the thing is they're not giving anyone a heads up. They just turn up. So right. the county executives are saying what's going on. And Suffolk County is... Keep in mind, this has nothing to do with party. This is right. to do with people.
2: Okay, so you know, Brian, I'm gonna ask the, the question that we've all been asking ourselves. To what end? When is enough enough? How much can we afford? Half of the half of the hotels in New York City, fifty percent, this is a fact, according to the mayor, are filled with illegals who who don't pay anything, and yet we got people from out of state who want to come to New York City. They're going to be in hotels with illegals about whom we know nothing. I want to know who's a pedophile. I want to know who beats their wife. I want to know who's an identity thief, who's an MS-13 gang member. I want to know who's a terrorist. I want to know who's a drug dealer. I mean, I can't deal with this. We don't know who they are. And then we have to go to federal court to force Biden to, at the very least, give them an alien registration number. Brian Kilmeade, what is the end game
0: Well, the end game the only thing you can do is shut it off and that is just enforce the border at the same time the trade-off would be opening up and i know this goes against a lot of trump people just don't want to let anybody in i don't think that's a good idea either all these other democracies are withering nobody wants to go to russia and china everybody wants to come here so open up the immigration process make it easier for our our uh five-star recruits to stay at our uh, to stay here after they go to Harvard and Yale and, and want to stay in our country, give them an opportunity to stay here. After all, they're going to be the next Einsteins that's going to help us stay the superpower that we are. At the same mm-hmm. time, you got to enforce the border and make it illegal. Right now, it is so lucrative. Evidently, these cartels have stopped doing drugs and are now doing human trafficking. That's how lucrative it is. They're making billions of dollars, which makes it more miserable in these developing countries to live because they have more money. And then they say, listen, we're going to get you out of here. So let me mortgage your house, whatever it takes to get you out of here. This is your opportunity. This is the right president. You you can take advantage of this. The next person who comes in is never going to let this happen.
2: Well, you know, that's very interesting. So basically giving up everything to come to the United States. Uh, But but the thing is, Brian, I get it. I agree with you. Five-star recruits. I mean, the the educated people who want to come here, you know. I tell this story a lot. You know, years ago, my son, um, who I love to death, who have you met, Brian? I mean, he was dating a young woman from Belgium. I mean, he, he you know, they, they, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. She could never get here. She could never get here. And, you know, she was educated. She was beautiful. You know, she wanted to work. There was no issue about it. And yet, We're allowing these people to come through about whom we know nothing, and that's got to stop. It just has to stop. It's overrun, and when I hear Mayor Adams, I don't know what your take is on him, the mayor of New York City, uh, Brian Kilmeade. You know, I want to believe that Mayor Adams uh, now realizes how dangerous it is. Why won't he criticize Joe Biden?
0: He did a little bit. Uh, He did say this administration, the federal government has let us down, but he won't mention him by name. I know Joe Biden is ticked at him because he kicked him off his reelection right. committee and advisory committee. Right. I love what he said on Sunday about we got to get back to loving our country and being patriotic. Mm-hmm. But uh, he has not gone the whole way. He did inherit this mess. He isn't getting himself in front of the camera every day talking about it. He does admit it's a problem, but don't blame Texas. They've only sent about 12,000. We we've had about over 60,000, maybe 70,000 traffic, traffic through and 42,000 still here. Mm -hmm. He didn't ask for this, but he hasn't been as direct as, let's say, a Giuliani would be uh, if he was dealing with this problem. I mean, Giuliani would be taking on George W. Bush on this.
2: (laughs) Well, there's no question about it. So here we are. We're in this situation. You know, you see the illegals. What they're doing now is apparently on the subway, they're selling candy. They're trying to make a little money. I know. You see them walking aimlessly on the street. That's my last question, Brian. What we're trying to do at this point is, you know, just survive and make sure that, you know, we are humanitarian, that we are kind. But I I don't know what the how this all gets solved.
0: Well, you can't do anything until you shut off the border. You shut off the border and then you have have a plan for this. And yeah. then you've got to find somehow get these people in front of judges like you to decide their status. I mean, yeah. just because our country is better than their country is not the reason to come in here. That is not a that's not refugee status. All we know right. our country's better.
2: We do. We do. All right, Brian Kilmeade, we love you, everyone. Make sure you watch him on Fox and Friends in the morning and listen to him on ABC from 10 to 12 every day. WABC, this very same station. Brian Kilmeade, we love you. Thank you.
0: Go get him, Judge. Thank All you. All right.
2: You got it. And everyone, never forget that's a commitment we made on 9 11. Honor it by donating $11 a month to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation at t2t.org. That's T, the number two, t.org. Up next, my closing statement
1: It's the Judge Janine Show. This is the Judge Janine Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Bureau.
2: Okay, welcome back, everyone. It is now time for me to gavel out with my closing argument. All right. So we heard from Tommy Laren. We heard from Brian Kilmeade, both the uh, firecrackers, both individuals who are very much in the know and are concerned as I am and as you are with what is going on in our country. You know, there was a time in this country when things were pretty predictable. Uh, but it seems like things are out of control now. You know, The America that I was born into was indisputably the greatest nation that ever existed in the history of the world. It was the richest country in the world. It had the most powerful military in the world. It was the world's chief scientific innovator. Its people were the healthiest, the most educated, the most productive. Our cities were world-class hubs, not just for industry, but for art and culture. American scientists and engineers were ahead of everyone. It was a great country, but now it exists only in my memory. And that is why I wrote the new book that is just out, Crimes Against America, The Left's Takedown of Our Republic. You can get it anywhere. It's in the bookstores, Barnes and Nobles. You can get it on Amazon. This is a book that pretty much catalogs what has happened in our country where the America of my childhood, the America so much of the world dreamed of throughout the 20th century is no more. Our national, our national unity has been compromised. Our wealth has been plundered. You remember Hillary Clinton selling uranium, uh, to Russia. America has suffered assault to her bedrock principles from freedom of speech and religion to capitalist market-based economics. Her world-class schools are now spreading indoctrination. And the National Assessment for Education Progress reports that many high school seniors, listen to this, folks, can't read or do math. So on top of it all... Now we have a visceral symbol of our national decline, if there ever was one, and that is Joe Biden. Never in the history of this country has one president done so much in so little time to damage our country as Joe Biden. What is happening at the border is destructive, and it it is indistinguishable from what a foreign saboteur would do. He's thrown away our American energy independence. He's exposed us to our enemies and he's taken away the incentive to work in favor of an ever more socialist system where rewards are doled out based on skin and sex and orientation rather than ability. We see it every day. We talk about it on this show all the time. He's treated our border not as something to protect but as an obstacle to be removed so that people we don't know, we don't know who they are, what their background is or what their intent is can come here and share in the cornucopia of benefits that we, we bestow on everyone, education, medication, housing, a room at a hotel, you know, whatever you need while Americans work to pay for this. Joe Biden has shattered our national unity with dark speeches declaring half the country fundamentally irredeemable because of how it votes. If you didn't vote for him, you are irredeemable, and you are not part of the greatness that is America. That, folks, is where we are right now, and it is a frightening situation, and to put Biden in power... and unprecedented assault on the freedom of speech was needed in order to conceal the actions of perhaps the darkest sheep in the history of presidential family members. You know, America used to be a cut above. Our politicians could make mistakes, but we could at least take for granted that they would be impressive men and women, or at least be awake most of the time. But corruption has happened and it has also inspired outrage and reform. So America is becoming what Joe Biden wants it to become. And that is unexceptional. And with the breach of sovereignty that we talked about in this show, President Biden has made the border meltdown a low priority because to him, Americans seem to be a low priority. He's fine with the American last agenda. It took folks three centuries for America to grow from a tiny fringe colony of England to the richest nation in history. But now Biden seems determined to destroy that prosperity, burning it all up in one single massive conflagration. You know, it is frightening what is happening. And we found out this week that the grand jury is meeting in the Daniel Penny case. Daniel Penny, of course, the former Marine who made the decision to take down a psychotic, schizophrenic, mentally ill individual on that moving underground locked subway car where he was in the midst of a psychiatric uh, episode. And so now our job is to try to bring America back to recognize that we have the right to defend ourselves, that we have to get rid of these George Soros-funded prosecutors, and we have to make sure that this is a nation where police and military are respected. And so, everyone, as I say goodbye to you today, if you want to hear more about my thoughts you can go to Amazon, or any bookstore. Get my book, Crimes Against America, The Left's Takedown of Our Republic. The facts and figures are all in there. And make sure you join us right back here next week, same time, same place, for the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Have a great day, everyone. Take care, and God bless.